This episode is brought to you by Oso Savik. Oso Savik has clothes for the modern woman. Whether you're looking for something elegant or a little spicy, you can find what you're looking for at Oso Savik. If you're in the DMV area, visit Oso Savik on August 13th from 1 to 6 p.m. for their pop-up shop at Halcyon Hall in Tacoma Park, Maryland. All the details will be in the description. Hello, hello. Welcome to Everybody Eats. With Yonji. And Nelly. And Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, we're here with our friend Sabrina. Um, yes, hello. Of course, you're our friend. Started out as my friend, but you know, once you become a friend of the show, like you're permanently. Once you come on the show, like you don't have. There's like a contract that doesn't need to be signed. Like it's just automatically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome. Thank you for you know allowing us into your humble home. Wait, no. Humble humble home. Thank you for allowing us into your home and team palace. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Okay, so um, first of all, can you like introduce yourself? You know, give everyone your spiel, mm-hmm. and then we'll get into some questions. Okay. Hello, everybody. My <laughs> name is Sabrina Clark. Um, I am 19 years old. I'm going to be a junior at Carnegie Mellon in the fall. I, my <laughs> <laughs> In the fall. Oh, that's <laughs> I. Not lost on me. Oh, my God. Um, I, my major is linguistics, and I have a minor in film and media studies. And I'm a dancer, and I got a, a YouTube dancer. channel. A dancer, not a dancer, guys. <laughs> a, dancer. a dancer, and I got a YouTube channel. You know, low key. Sabrina Clark on YouTube. Follow <laughs> Subscribe yeah. or whatever. Yeah, dope. Okay, so the first question um, I wanted to get into is so like linguistics. That's not like a typical major. It's not mm-hmm. like English or like math engineering. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into it? Well, I've always loved languages as a kid. I've, um, when I was younger, I went to international school in Atlanta, so I did a lot of my schoolwork in French, and mm-hmm. it basically just became like a part of me. My mom used to speak it to me also a little bit when I was growing up um, before I went to school, so French was always a part of my life. Um, <clears throat> and then, <laughs> and then I sort of started to make this venture towards science. Like by seventh grade, I'd said to myself that I wanted to be a dentist. So I was taking all these science classes, doing all these, like, science camps and whatever, um, and I would lose my French ability, which kind of sucked because I really love the language. I think it's really pretty. Um, And then I came to school, (laughs) came to Carnegie Mellon in 2015, and um, my freshman year shook the hell out of me. Girl! (laughs) Like, like there's... I know that... Now shook is the term that everybody wants to use, so now it's dying, but, like, genuinely imagine your entire life being turned upside down, Mm -hmm. because this person that you think you are is then, like, completely put in an alternate universe, because you're put with people who think they're exactly the way you think you are. Mm. Um, So... I started to realize that I actually hate science, and I'm not... (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, like, willing to put a lot of effort into working hard. Mm. So when my classes were really tough, I didn't care about... That was also anxiety and depression. So, I mean, there's that. That's a a big move. Yeah, like, I genuinely was not into doing it. So then after freshman year, I was like, I need to get out of this major. And thank God I was already in Dietrich, which is the School for Humanities and Social Sciences. Mm. So I looked at their list of majors, which is unfortunately very slim, and linguistics it immediately it popped through. out to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, linguistics immediately popped out to me because um, it was just the study and analysis of like language and language forms, and that was already interesting to me, and I'd already started taking French my freshman spring, so mm-hmm. I was like, let's do it. All right, that's lit. Mm-hmm. That's dope. So then you also started doing a film minor. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that? Um, I have always loved movies. Mm. I always loved um watching tv and like paying attention to the way people speak and the way they look on tv and whatever and when i was this was usually like probably third to sixth grade i was really in tune to tv mm-hmm. um and 
a lot of the time, like, I was spending way too much time watching TV. That's how I started wearing glasses, because I was on <laughs> TV like this. Hello. I'm weak. Yeah, I was literally, like, the TV was, the, and I was here. Like, it was way too close. <laughs> um, so I, I had to every read. every detail. Yes. <laughs> yes, detail. absolutely. Every pixel. Yes, every single one. Um, so I just became obsessed with film, and then I started going into science and, like, still watching TV as, like, downtime. Mm. And then I realized the kinds of things that I liked to watch. And then I was like, I constantly think about films and TV and what if my life were a movie all the time. And I love writing, so let's just put that together and beautiful, do it. A beautiful fusion. Right. So did that make you, like, develop a more, like, critical eye as you were watching, like, television and oh, films? Yeah. And yes. did it make you enjoy films more or less? Or, like, how did... You know, I don't think it affected me in a specific direction, but mm. more, like, I've become a lot more critical of the things that I watch. Mm-hmm. And when... <laughs> When people tell me, they're like, you gotta go see this movie, it's so good. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> who's, who directed it and who does it star? I'm and weak because people are not gonna know that. Exactly. So I, that's why, like, <laughs> who's I'm the craft services? I need to know what these movies are. Casting crew. Exactly, because I feel like I know the people that produce good work constantly and some mm. people who are hit or miss. And, and the people who are overhyped. Exactly. And Whoa. so I know what I'm willing to spend $12 for a movie ticket on and what Whoa. I'm not, you know? So it, it sort of made me like pay attention to detail. In the screenwriting aspect, I'll be like, okay, I know what the screenwriter wrote for this and then how the director decided to take those words mm-hmm. and actually bring it to life. That's dope. Yeah. You're dope. Thank you. Oh my god. Wait, so that being said, have you seen the trailers for Black Panther? Yeah. Oh Are you my kidding? God. I honestly. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, the costume design. I. Bruh. I. Wow. That bruh. is the epitome of like. Black excellence. excellence. I don't even know. Black captured in film. I was like, let me tell you something. How? Y'all know that I cannot handle violence. I'm going to be in that movie. What? I don't care. Regardless. I will have a turned upside down stomach. I don't care. I don't care. The tweet that was like, the first cut is four hours, and they were like, play that bitch. We're going to have a barbecue. I was like, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Um. That's great because I've been already telling people that it's the um, best Marvel movie that's come out. And it's oh, absolutely. Really, it's not out yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I already know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to revolutionize film. Nah, but see, because like when black people do things, we have to do it exceptionally. exceptionally. Because you never know when you're going to get another chance. Yes. So I feel like people are putting mad, mad effort into this. Absolutely. And then the, the, the people who are working on it are known for doing great things. Ryan Coogler, right. Lord God. Yes. He for if you guys don't know, he did Creed and Fruitvale Station, both mm-hmm. of which star Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Baby Zaddy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so fun. My cousin was like, that nigga stole my look because he has like the hair like flopped to the side. <laughs> he shaved it now. Did you see that? He it was just for the character. Oh I'm kinda oh, sad. Yeah. Dang, it was a look for it's just for Yeah, he looks pretty yeah, good. Hold on. Yes! Are you kidding? <laughs> um, hmm. So also, other big things that you're doing oh, at, gosh. at the smooth age of 19 years old. <laughs> so you went to con. Yeah, I did. Wow. Tell but us. Festival, tell us well, all um, I don't even know what to say. It was such an amazing experience. Mm. I applied to this program through the Creative Mind Group. Mm. And, okay, actually, let's just go ahead and tell a whole story. So Girl, rewind to... Bring it back. Bring it back. Rewind to March of this year. Mm. I was stressed because I was like, <laughs> everybody around me has internships with Uber and Tesla and Google and Microsoft. Right. I have no internship. What am I going to do? And I thought about what I wanted to do, and I really wanted to intern at a film festival. Mm. And so I literally typed I'm in. I'm glad that you like, knew to think of that because I feel like there's so many opportunities that like artists and creatives don't know. Yeah. Mm. Like you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so that was sort of 
because after freshman year that summer I like took the time to figure out what it is I really wanted out of my academic career mm -hmm. and since I said I wanted to minor in film because CME doesn't have a film major yeah um, even in their school of drama it's all no, like for the stage it's for the stage like so the show Shameless and now um, Animal Kingdom on TNT is show run by this guy named John Wells who went to CMU mm -hmm. and he did I think he was a directing major mm. something like that but that was also directing for the stage, for the stage so I was like different. Imagine if he had known that he wanted to go into TV, he probably would have chosen a different program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, um, I went online and I typed internships at film festivals and the first link that popped up was Creative Minds and I was so happy because they had like a full promo video for each and every single one of the festivals nice. that they do. They Absolutely. do LA, Toronto, um, Cannes, Berlin, Sundance. So it's like you're actually getting to go to these places yeah. and it's actual credibility because I know sometimes people are like, oh, well, you're probably just like... Getting coffee. Yeah, yeah. grabbing coffee. I mean, I was, but it was for an actual production company yeah. in LA. Mm -hmm. So I was living. Um, <laughs> I was living. So I was alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And our, our office was like across the street from the red carpet. So wow. every single day at about four o'clock, we would see all these people lining up to see the celebrities and we would just have our glasses of rose girl i was on the balcony because i would like look at your um like your snapchat and stuff and be like picture i met so and so yes. and i was like girl yes what are you doing because i didn't know yeah hottest tea was that Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> that i saw from like being up on the balcony um Kendall Jenner came to one of the <laughs> exactly ready so she came to the red carpet <laughs> and she had on I don't know what Ooh. it was like the the train was like laced it looked like it was supposed to be a, a a train but she was struggling to get it straight on the red carpet nobody was helping her <laughs> nobody was helping her she walked in like so the red carpet is probably like not too long like from a driveway to a house okay. and then some steps up into the theater mm -hmm. and then like probably 20 minutes later she came out with her friends because celebrities will often just go like people like them don't care about film they just go yeah. to look cute yeah and, and get snap snap and leave. Yeah. yeah and i was like that's crazy so that was something funny that i loved <laughs> i was like ha kendall you struggling <laughs> <laughs> did you get to see any um I don't know much about can like that. Mm -hmm. So do they show like whole films? Or are they showing like sneak peeks? Or yeah. like what is it? So the way film festivals work is a lot of times they're just showcases for films that won't usually go into theater. Okay. Um, like nowadays we're seeing big Marvel films like franchises, mm. Transformers, which will apparently never die, neither will Fast and Furious. Oh my God. Um, and if we pray hard enough. I know. You're right. If we send in letters, maybe we can get um, um, the get down back, but whatever. Ooh. It's they true. Back since since eight. eight. They're, oh, wow. they, they're oh doing like a two hour finale. So I'm just saying yeah. if we yeah. do that for the get down, they'll, they'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but they have screenings of like actual films and usually I think like all the directors that were there only those who had screenings maybe four of them were American but they're all Perfect. international people coming from everywhere mm -hmm. um, like genuine film geniuses mm -hmm. that have what's called the Palme d'Or which is like the actual like yeah. the Oscar of the Cannes Film Festival mm -hmm. so at the end um, at the end they have their award ceremony and they give the Palme d'Or I forget who it went to this year but all of the films are actually like screened all the way through. They okay. have full movies. Um, Netflix has a film out that's it's now on Netflix called Okja that was screened yes. there and it got booed at the <gasps> festival because Netflix is completely changing the way the film industry works and people don't like it because oh um, Netflix is able to give you exactly what you want. Like yeah. you want Sensei to come back, bet we'll give it to you. Mm. But they don't really focus on the artistry of film. They oh. teamed up with the guy who did Snowpiercer. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I don't know a lot of movies, though, but you know It's this. okay. It's okay. okay. Um, I'm going to be lost this whole time, but I'm, I'm interested in you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they teamed up with the, the director who did Snowpiercer, which mm -hmm. starred Chris Evans, and uh, they worked together to bring out Okja, which is now on Netflix. It's quite good. I liked it, but I was like boycotting it while I was there because... I feel like Netflix is really just not doing the artistry things. Yeah. They're really focused on the industry, which is fine. Like, I love Netflix, but 
it was it was really interesting the fact that like the next morning after the screening everyone was like oh my god did you hear Netflix got booed da, 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 da. I was like wow drama that's tea. Me, I yeah. love it I was living I love drama truly I don't know I what else to say drama. about the process like the whole well, what other roles amazing. did you do like I mean besides grabbing coffee what did you learn what did you do oh yeah um, so I was interning for this independent sales and distribution company called Covert Media. Shout out to Paul Jun, who was my boss. Um, he's super cool. But basically, I learned that I can just slow down in life. And that's the one thing that I want to tell other people is to slow down. Because mm -hmm. even though, especially with people at CMU, like, <laughs> you're always trying to run to Uber and Tesla and Google and Nike. And it's just like... That's great. It's right. so wonderful. But at the same time... Like, live life. Yeah, you need to realize that, like, you have so much of life left to live, mm -hmm. and you need to enjoy every single second of it. Um, so a lot of my bosses were saying, like, oh, my God, are you even, like, legal to drink over here? Like, are you mm -hmm. 18? Like, what can you do? So first of all, don't come for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was basically just a teaching moment to say, you don't need to worry about trying to do this much... Um, so soon because you have so much time. Like my boss, Paul, he is what, like 27, 28. And he like went to the air force or some branch of the military, um, and did like business in college, didn't know what he wanted to do. And then he found this job. Um, and then he's like rose, he's got started to like rise in the ranks mm -hmm. and he even had a little piece written about him in one of the magazines during the festival oh, where he was written as like an emerging leader in the industry and I was oh, like wow. it's lit <laughs> it, all because he had no idea what he wanted to do and yeah. he just sort of let the world guide him now mm -hmm. I will say that that is not a reality that is often given to us mm -hmm. but if you find yourself among people who are willing to take a chance on you make sure that you like create those relationships because mm -hmm. they will actually help you yeah. and that's another thing that I learned that people genuinely want you to succeed Especially because the industry is now, because we're more marketable, they're now looking for people who look like us mm. and are willing to, like Issa Rae and mm -hmm. Michaela from Chewing Gum, mm -hmm. like just like um, write, direct, and star in their own stuff and uh -huh. put it out. Because it's, it's easy for them. They just write you a check and yeah. say, yes, you're funded. Um, because they want diversity, because it's not really because they actually genuinely are craving it, but more so because they know it's they profitable. Have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel super excited about my future because I know that people want to hear from me now. Mm -hmm. So that's lit. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Can you tell us like some things that you're looking forward to like putting together? I know you have mm -hmm. some projects lined up for this year. Yeah, I told myself that I wanted to do a short film every semester from here on out. Mm. So I did my first short um, in the spring, and it's currently unlisted on my channel. So like, I can give you guys the link if you yeah. want to know. But um, it was for... <laughs> exclusive. Um, it was for my Intro to Film Studies class, and mm -hmm. the prompt was to create a film that is sort of organized on something other than narrative. So it's not driven by plot, mm -hmm. and mine is driven on color. So, I, like... Oh, yeah. girl! Boy. I would just physically fight you. Oh give me the God. link right now. Because so you know how like, much scene, I am, like, yeah. in love with color. Yes. No so, each scene, I was, like, looking at it the other day on my, like, Final Cut Pro, and it, mm. like, looked like a rainbow. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of proud of that. I'm a little bit. Love. She created a whole, like, spectrum. Like, yeah. I'm so, certainly about to punch you in your throat. <laughs> oh, my God, don't play. <laughs> when you watch it, Barely. each Barely. scene has, like, a different color overlaid on it, and it's oh sort of gosh. supposed to, like warm you up to each character or like warm you up to the situation then cool you back down wow, and then I'm like... really about to shed a few tears <laughs> no I'm really like, <laughs> I'm so are you gonna like put it in that film festival did I send you that link yeah I did I already okay, submitted you, you submit it? I already submitted oh, yeah okay. I'm so yeah. I don't know I'm nervous but I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it just do it. Just do it. Don't even think. Don't even think. Because right. I was going to be stressed. They're like, we need a resume. I was like, I have not cleaned up my resume. It's not been fixed. But all they asked for was an attachment. <laughs> that's lit. And that's the great thing about like local, like smaller run yeah. DIY. Like this, the, it's a whole bunch of girls from like the DMV that wanted to see more of themselves mm -hmm. in film. We'll attach a link in the description. Um, Absolutely. By the time this episode comes out, the film festival would have been over. But you can probably see her work or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah like it's a i love that they were creating that space and it made it like easier for you to open up and yeah. just like do it 
and I you don't have that experience under your belt. So mm-hmm. I'm praying for you. I'm so happy. Happy. I'm I am. Oh, so like okay, I'm like getting oh, so emotional. Like what else? <laughs> um, do you have anything else that you have on your to do list in terms of film or even linguistics? Not really. Okay, so. In terms of projects that I'm working on right now, I'm mostly working on writing because mm. I want to go in as a screenwriter. Mm. And they say um, that you should be able to have like things just ready to go. If somebody says, oh, you're a screenwriter? Cool. Do you have a TV pilot, like a 45-minute TV drama? And I'm like, yes, here you go. Amen. Yeah. Hey, so you just should be able to have those things under your belt. So that's sort of what I'm trying to create, like mm-hmm. an arsenal of scripts, if you will, to like... Thanks. Um, strengthen my own to murder abilities. these niggas exactly you Come know what I'm saying yeah. not wigs we're coming for whole heads yes severing Scalping. at the net wow yes. this Come is on. getting violent no. <laughs> um, this is not rated E for everyone it actually um, has an E on it but it's for explicit <laughs> hello but yeah um, yeah. what kind of stories do you want to tell like what kind of like what do you want to oh bring to gosh that's what I'm still sort of working out uh-huh. what I'm writing right now is like Basically, um, if I were to, the way I envision my life working out, that's mm. what I'm writing right now is, is, I think it's a TV pilot, but it might just turn into a, a short film. Mm. Um, but it's essentially like about me trying to do well in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm mostly just geared towards writing things about real people that yeah. exist mm-hmm. in this world because I... I cannot believe, I never thought I would get to this point, but I genuinely watch TV now and I'm like, there are way too many white people on TV for me. Way too many. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not what the world looks like. Right. It's not. And then when we had Spider-Man come out and like, I don't know why, I like to look at the comment section I don't know of why. things. Uh-huh. I just, I sometimes what kind dally. Of masochism? Like? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it was on Twitter and somebody was like, oh, um... Oh, why is it that MJ now looks like um, like a crack addict? I was like, <gasps> you better not come from my girl's day. I know you're not. So I know you're not. So <laughs> what we're gonna need to do is get their IP address. Yeah, I, I mean, what's so their address? Stressed. Like, I just want to talk. I, right. I just want to talk. Think, I'm about to hack, <laughs> hack here. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. I was like, this is what high schools look like. Yes, the actual like homecoming queen is a mixed baby, and she's cute, and yes, it is possible for a lanky white boy to have a crush on her. All of these things, like, they're... Are possibilities, just, they're realities. Exactly, so I just want people to know that all of these things do exist, um, and having Atlanta and Insecure are yeah. not enough. Oh, oh it's God. not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, it's right. just the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. Yeah. And also, like, we need more Asian um, TV shows out here. Absolutely. Like, the fact that those two stars from Hawaii Five-0 dropped off because they weren't getting paid as much as their it's white disgusting. co-stars. I was like, how are you going to have a show set in Hawaii? And, at least not that I know of, mm-hmm. of unionizing. Yeah. So, like, do you know if there's any, like, unions or, like, guilds or, like, you know, things that exist, yeah, collectives? Yeah. That... Um, I don't know if there's one specifically for minorities, but the, I would say, like, the Director's Guild and the Screenwriter's Guild and kind of the Actor's Guild, but mostly directors and screenwriters. Mm. Those two guilds are working, like, very hard mm. to produce things for each other. And I know that the Screenwriter's Guild, they actually want, each other to succeed yeah um so that's what i'm excited to like to be a part of in the future Mm -hmm. um because there's so many that are trying to get their stuff out there Mm -hmm. and their white counterparts have learned that they have to collaborate and have to help each other succeed because like if you don't pull your colored brother or sister then like you won't even get a chance to succeed because let me attempt to break that down because it's sort of like the industry isn't really looking for majorities anymore Mm. they're looking for the minorities so in order to get yourself up there you have to pull somebody with you Mm. so you know Hmm, that's interesting and i hope that like for white actors like they're not going to use actors of colors as a means to an end yeah yeah like it should be more possible it's 
but it's I like guess 10 that's... out of 10 possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, will happen. I saw um, Ava DuVernay tweeting, I think it was like two days ago, and somebody was like, when are you going to direct the next episode, episode of, Queen, of Sugar. Queen Sugar? And she was like, well, every episode that I direct is a chance that somebody else doesn't get to direct. Yeah. Mm. So I want to give those people... That's um, a beautiful mindset. I love because her. the thing is, she's she's big to us, yeah. but she's like not yet big. I mean, I, I think when um, a wrinkle in time comes out, yeah, and people will be like, "Oh my god, who's Ava DuVernay?" And we'll yeah. be like, "Really?" But um, I think that that's beautiful that she's saying with what voice I do have, mm. I want to create it. this space for you. I was like. Girl, I'm coming. Bro. I'm a little <laughs> young. Let me graduate. Save my seat. Save my seat. Yes. <laughs> the yes. Come on. That's, That's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I feel so warm and like happy inside. No, I I'm know, over. Like, your future is I'm gonna be mad, right? Like, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm nervous. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. so many things could completely go left, but. I'm but trying because to stay you're hopeful. nervous, it shows that you actually care. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you actually care. Um, I, I don't know okay. if we want to leave film, but I wanted to ask a quick linguistics Absolutely, question. go for it. So, um, there was a thread on Twitter mm-hmm. by a girl who's, I don't know where her at is, but her name is like Synonym Toast Crunch. Yeah. yeah. So hilarious. <laughs> but she basically broke down the linguistics of um, the word nigga and how... You know, mm-hmm. basically, because I knew it from a psychological perspective of like in group versus out group, mm-hmm. where like if you're a part of a group, there's certain things that you can say mm-hmm. that people who aren't in that group can't say. But she gave us like the linguistic yeah. perspective. So I just wanted to know your thoughts on that. And um, yeah, just basically your thoughts on that. That entire thread, I was like smiling. <laughs> I, was, I was like smiling so hard. I was about to cry. I was so happy. First of all, that there's another like minority linguist out there. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Um, because I feel like we should. Link and Bill. I'm actually going to send him this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know you, but here's my story. (laughs) So, um, I think what's beautiful about what she did was she actually gave us the receipts because Mm -hmm. a lot of times you can think the way you think, that's fine, but I want to see your receipts. I want to see what you have been through or what you have seen, what you have read Mm -hmm. that has led you to believe in something. Come on, we're excited. And I, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I know we all hated Easy Bib. Um, oh my what was gosh. the other thing that we use for bibliography? I don't even know. I don't even remember. There's another little database, but whatever. We all hated using those tools. <laughs> but at a, at a certain point, we have to realize that they actually benefited us in learning how to research. Mm-hmm. And she broke everything down. I felt she like... Terms. Yes. You. <laughs> everything. Origins. So I, I, replied, <laughs> I replied to her... Um, to her tweet, and I was like, this entire process is called amelioration, and she favorited it. Yes, amelioration. Because amelioration is the linguistic process of taking a word that is essentially derogatory mm-hmm. and, like, sort of embracing it into the culture. So okay. the way... So there's a linguistics term for reclaiming... Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. dope. Amelioration. Um, the way um, gays have reclaimed their F word mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm trying to think what else, but that's sort of, that's all, like, yeah, that's all amelioration. The fact that you can embrace the crises that have occurred around the origin of this word mm-hmm. and like reclaimed it as being your own, which is why I so very loved, um, the Ice Cube's like reply to John, to John Stewart, to Bill Maher, uh-huh. because he was like, I'm not mad at you, but I want you to know that you can't say this because it makes you think, it, it makes other people think that they can say it too. And I was sort of mm. like, this is sort of like an aside, but it's really beautiful that it's a very simple concept. Mm. It can be broken down to two sentences, right. but people still don't get it. Like that episode of Dear White People where he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not racist. I just say the word. No, you cannot say it. It is not yours. I cannot. I mean, you I cannot. cannot. I cannot. <laughs> I mean, you can say it, but prepare to have your jaw rocked. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to say it, those hands better be up. You ready. know what I'm saying? And ready to have your neck on swivel. Knuck if you buck. Knuck <laughs> if you buck. We not can't if I can't get ready to Hello. I'm sorry. That's so, yeah. So I appreciate 100,000% what she did with that, um, because I was, I think at the same time, I was struggling to find the linguistic evidence to do the same thing, mm-hmm. and then she just did it, and she I was like, let me just, 
giving you those little lessons Retweet. from a fellow sister. Yeah. She also did one on Gucci Mane and like, but it's not just his thing. It's very like black and very southern, but like turning um, T's to K's. So saying street instead of street mm-hmm. and like scrimps instead of shrimp. Yeah. Because that's what I mean. I, I do that all the time. Yeah. And um, she like did another thread. We'll link all these that's threads. Fun. You oh. should check out, I just went to the um, African American Museum mm-hmm. um, yesterday and there's a there's a bit of a section on the fourth floor um, about um, like trends and like black language. Give me some more. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. It's beautiful. Give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. You say give me more to me, that means war. I'm leaving bullet holes at your door with the slow. Leave your ass that stain like a dinosaur. That was radical. I'm so radical. Born cannonball, like I never fall. Cause when I get down, still get around. Ain't no time to lounge. I need the commas in my bank account. Whoa, my friends turn to foes. Whoa, my family members turn to cold. They like been feeling real cold. They like been plotting my robbing a corner stove. Okay, so um, just to clarify, because I mix this up too as well, is so what is exactly the the definition of linguistics because i I feel like when people hear the word linguistics Mm -hmm. um they have like a certain rude (laughs) (laughs) they have like a picture in their mind of like what a linguist does and like what their abilities are yeah um so linguistics as defined by the lovely miriam webster is um the study of language and the way languages work Mm. not necessarily so in the study of language, it's more like learning all those tiny building blocks, which is often why a lot of computer people will study it because I'm studying it. yeah, because um, for coding or yeah, because well, yeah, because learning when you like like Siri, you have to know linguistics to build uh, another like computer voice. Yeah, that's wild. Come on, so we we learn mm-hmm. like like all the tongue placement. Yeah, and, like what a gl- what is it? A glottal, glottal, glottal yeah. sounds glottal. and like all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fricatives, <laughs> all those like yeah. words. So it's really just learning all those building blocks. And I'm taking a class this coming fall called Invented Languages that I'm mm. so excited for because it's literally taking all of those phonetics and mm. learning to put them together to create things like Klingon and like High Valerian from Game of Thrones and like how all those That's things so work. Cool. Beautiful. Yeah, because those people they actually hired genuine linguists to come and create their languages. Wow. So, I mean, I'm going to be in film jobs. anyway. Literally <laughs> anyway. Mad jobs. Mm-hmm. Hi, um, I'm not only working on a screenplay, but I'm also developing the language for this film. Yeah. Yes, the oh, elves I'm are going to be living and yeah. speaking. We're going to have black <laughs> elves. You better watch they, that. Yes, black I, elves. I'm so oh, excited. I need black elves. I can't wait for the like, little nigga elves speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, niggerish. Yeah, <laughs> and no, you can't say it. <laughs> we have, yes. we'll have like an alternative uh, title for it. Yeah, what everyone else can call that language. Yes, mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Dope. <laughs> no, I'm overjoyed. I'm mad pressed. <laughs> okay, let's excited. Bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> um, so to switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Back to, like, learning... Well, we've been learning about you this whole time. I'm trash. So, um, (laughs) you also dance. Mm -hmm. So, tell us about, like, your journey in dance. Girl, she does mad things, y'all. She be doing mad things. Yeah, when you guys put it this way, I'm like, wow, I really do a lot. You do. So, um, and yet it's still not enough. Oh my gosh. Right. But it is. Living yeah. in this world. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I am enough, yes. but to the world, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Facts. Crazy. Facts. Um, so, I've been dancing. Yeah. Wild. Wild. <laughs> um, I've been dancing since I was, well, since I was in the womb, truly. But um, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had that one, two step in the belly. What? Yeah. Yeah. Because... My mom loves, like, she loves to dance at parties. Like, she she will be on the dance floor drenched in sweat. Um, and I feel that's like that's sort of what it. I... Yeah, I mean, like, that is effective partying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just feel like if... So, quick diverging here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like a party isn't fun if people aren't dancing. Right. Like, good right. music, good people, good fun. Like, you don't need to have drinks or whatever. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. if you just give me a great playlist and, and some great spirits. people... <laughs> I'm a dance all night. Right. Um, yeah, but I've been dancing since basically in the womb, but I started taking classes when I was about four um, at the same international school that I started, like, doing school at. Um, I started out doing tap, and oh. that was, like, that was my jam. I love tap. I think it's super fun, and 
it really opened this like mindset of detail uh-huh. because with tap you have to be very conscious of all the sounds you're making. Because you're gonna hear it exactly because everything every, you make. every every step you wow take. hey. I'll be watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um, yeah, so I've been dancing since I was four. I started out doing tap. Then I went into competition dance, which was, oh my God, that is a whole other realm. Dance Moms is like the exaggerated version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Dance Moms is trash. I'm sorry if you like it, but Jace. it's just not real. Wow. It's not real. I feel like people have to know that, though. It's, no? I mean, it's Some a reality show. Some people truly don't. Because There's always going to be truth to it, but it doesn't mean that, like... Yeah. Actually, because my Infra Little... So I'm in, I'm in the contemporary dance company on campus called Infra Dance Company. Shout yeah. out. Um, but my Infra Little uh, is from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which is the same city that Abby Lee Dance Company is in. And she went to a competition, and they literally, like, the girl who won in the episode that Chloe was, like, reclaiming her throne, uh-huh. they... She lost to the girl who won first place. And they said, okay, reshoot it and say, like, first place goes to. Are you serious? I was like, I could do that. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> like, I knew stuff was fake, but I didn't think it was that fake. Yeah. My little was like, the lies. <laughs> the, lies. <laughs> the lies. The lies. The lies. I literally sent that to yes. Yandu this morning because I was like, oh, I'm going to leave my house at 10 30. Yeah. Which was a lie. And so. I- when I wasn't gone yet, I said, <laughs> said the lies, the lies, the lies. Yeah, the, lies. the literal lies. So, yeah, competition dance was a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved to Maryland in 2010, I went to um, City Dance at Strathmore. And yes. that was a like a pre-professional dance program. Mm-hmm. So it was like an actual program that is focused on shaping dancers and like pushing them into the professional yeah. world. Yeah. So it was like, it was very different for me. It was a lot of fun. I could have gone to school for dance. Um, but my artistic director told me that I did not have the physique for Alvin Ailey. Ruined my entire life. So, wow. yeah. Drop that address. Yeah, so I just, we would <laughs> yeah. really like to have a lengthy conversation. Very lengthy. It was really stressful. But at the same time, like, I'm still living. You're living. Without you. Your best life. So, I, I'm like, I was, I cried, but mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that moment. Because Aww. I feel like I learned a lot wisdom. about me. What? You're 19. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Whole time she like, you know, 45. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, my sixth grade, no, eighth grade science teacher was like, Sabrina, you have an old soul. I get I that like, a lot too. Thank you, I think. Wow. I think it's just because I grew up listening to Frankie Beverly. But then if we, <laughs> wow. Oh. But then like, And a lot of like, Barry White, so. Wow. <laughs> oh, you're cute. Yes. But then that also speaks to the fact that, especially like with black women, like, to grow up early. Yeah, you have to grow like mm-hmm. so early and like all the inherited trauma and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I literally, I often felt like I had to put the whole country on my back, mm. the whole race on my back. Come on. Because I just feel like when, because it's, it's true, when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. Mm. Because, but at the same time, like when one of us fails, we all fail. It's Which crazy. Sucks. Yeah. Because then that's more ammunition for people to say, oh, look, your people don't do anything. But we do all the things. All the things. We've ridiculous. laid the Everything. foundation. We for literally the faith, laid the foundation for you. But people are allergic to facts, so they'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, "This is not a falsehood." It's alternative facts. Um. So Alice Walker has a collection of poems called "Hard Times Require Furious Dancing," mm-hmm. and yeah, and like there's a beautiful preface. Though we've encountered our share of grief and troubles on this earth, we can still hold the line of beauty, form, mm-hmm. and beat. No small accomplishment in a world as challenging as this one. Yeah. So, for you, like, has dance... Because, like, I feel like as black people, we have this tradition, like, such a strong tradition of the dance. storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music, through dance. dance mm-hmm. You know, through motion. Yeah. yeah. So, has that, like, trickled down into, like, how you practice dance and, like, how you turn to dance in moments of... Oh, absolutely. You know, I would say... Um, when I am most anxious, I remember uh, senior year of high school, I was really like struggling with writer's block. I could not come up with an idea to save my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I need you to drop me off at the studio. And I just spent like an hour there, like dancing and clearing my mind. And then when I came back, I was able to write. I would say that it, it helps me like connect with myself. Um, for Spirit Fashion Show, 
uh, Lon Ray approached me and was like, oh, I want you to, um, Brooke did a cover of this song. Can you improv to it? I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. And I swear when I heard it and I heard the, the beads, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is like, I felt like I was genuinely being called yeah. mm-hmm. and I just felt it in my soul. And I think, oh, oh it's beautiful. I just feel so a connection. Wow. <laughs> I've also become like really... I call it crunchy granola, but it's like hippy dippy. That type girl, of thing. me too. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> I did my entire. I found my entire like planetary um, situation in my oh. in my horoscope. Oh yeah, and it read me to filth. I was literally like, I'm screaming at planetary situation. It was like Jupiter, Jupiter um, in sextile Mercury or something. I was I, like, what? What does that mean? Wait, what's your sign? I'm, so lost. I'm Scorpio. Wow. Yeah. My sun is a Scorpio. My moon is an Aries. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. When you said sun, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant yeah, either. Yeah, and then I realized, no, I thought you meant sun as in like a whole human being. Like a child. My son, yeah, and my son like, is a Scorpio. I was like, oh my God, wait, what? What's happening? Why did you have time for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you, like, you went to camp and you did all these things? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. What you want to put in the picture, what you want to fill in the blanks, what you want to put in the picture, what you want to fill in the blanks, fill in the blanks, fill in the blanks, what you want to put in the picture, what you want to fill in the blanks, fill in the blanks, fill in the blanks. I'm a little sister rapper for the little sisters. I'm a little sister rapper for the little misses. I'm a little sister rapper for the little things, looking for a little change. Mama said I ain't a quitter. I'm a little fickle typing on my little Twitter. Little icicle when I get a little bitter. Little spittle on the mic, power is a trigger. Add a little faith to your bait and a little sugar. What you want to put in the picture, what you want to fill in the blanks. What you want to put in the picture, what you want to fill in the blanks. So, speaking of growth, um, I know this year, this past year was a big growing experience for you. Um, most like all your little wisdom tidbits, that's what you learned and how you dealt with things and challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As I said, freshman year was uh, a time. <laughs> it was a time to be alive. I, it was. What a time! It was so. It's crazy. Like it was hard. Yeah. Um. Not just academically, but like to be around all of these people. I remember my first day of freshman seminar in econ was this um, Indian kid asking me, "Oh, did you get in because of affirmative action?" And I swear, I was like, "Yeah, I'm so serious." He asked Obed the same question. So Arnell and I are. Oh, oh we're pulling up. Yeah, yeah so. like he's. And the thing is, and he sees me now, and he, like, looks at me as if he doesn't know me. And, and we were in a group together. Oh, we were in a literal group together in econ. Okay. And, like, without me... What's his Android ID? <laughs> <laughs> I That's honestly am so <laughs> frustrated. I'm so frustrated with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just, like, a hard time learning to figure out who I was. And as I said earlier, like, I felt like the entire race was on my back. I felt mm. my entire country was on my back. Mm. Because growing up, my the way my mom raised my brother and I was just sort of like your education is something that nobody can take away from me right Mm -hmm. so it became my actual identity through I felt that a lot yeah like when I was moving schools quite often or like when we moved from Boston to Georgia then here to Maryland it was like the only thing that I had that was my identity was my education and Mm -hmm. my my intelligence yeah Mm -hmm. so I equated my personal worth to my intelligence how in, or how you did in school yeah how mm. i did in school because that, that can do something things. to your mental yes health. yes mm-hmm. if i got an 88 instead of an 89 even i was i was dead like Crushed. i felt like i was Devastated. completely worthless i was like i can't even get an a in this class i had an 88 what like what two points and it, it actually like works you up and mm-hmm. i feel like anxiety was sort of suppressed in me for a long time and then i went to college and it all like i lie dormant every woman is all in me that's literally what it felt like it was just waiting to break free. Yeah. I was like, what? You know that gif of, I think from Top Model, like she walks and she's like, yes, I'm here. Like, <laughs> the, no, the one where she's crying oh and she God. thinks yes, she's yes, doing yes, yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Ebony, I loved her. That was hilarious. She's she like, like oh. and, and they're like, Ebony, she was like, oh, yes, yes, it's my time. Like, that's wow. literally what it felt like. That might, need to, that might need to be like one of the gifts that we put out for this yes. episode. <laughs> that's just how I felt. Um, mm. So after freshman year ended, 
I was committed to figuring out what it was that made me feel alive again. And it was writing. Like, in all my times of struggle or, like, high anxiety or going through downswings, I would just always turn to writing or, like, reading something that made me feel more creative. Mm -hmm. Because I think in going to science, I'd lost all of my creativity. Mm -hmm. And that sort of made me... I didn't even think but think about it, but I'd sort of lost a part of my identity because I'd been dancing all the time. And in high school, I was dancing like every single day, um, nonstop. And then I would also have homework to do. So it sort of like created this good balance. But then when I came to school, I had to find my own balance. And that was really hard because people don't really tell you that college is about creating your own balance, like finding what life cocktail works best for you. So I sort of had to like do that myself Mm. and it was really hard. And then, um, so then going into sophomore year, I sort of broke everything down. I said, first semester I want to do, I want to at least be able to learn how I studied. Like, how is it that I can, um, fix my study habits to get me the best result Mm. in a certain class? Not necessarily, I want to get a 4.0. It was more like, fundamentally, what can I do that can help me study the best and become the best student? Mm -hmm. And then second semester, it was how can I sharpen this? And then now for me, like in the fall is, okay, now I'm ready to go for that 4.0, you know? So it's sort of like, I feel like linguistics sort of helped me learn to break things down into smaller bites because we think that we're ready to accept our Oscar tomorrow. But I was reading, I forget what it was, but it was like, if you were given your biggest opportunity tomorrow would you be ready for it and I was like Ooh, no I'm not ready <laughs> drag me no, I'm actually shook right now. yeah like you have to I had to think okay what small step can I do every day to make myself ready to receive my blessings what is it how can I be the best vessel yeah for the blessings I'm going to receive yes mm-hmm. stewardship mm-hmm. I'm very shook I love it there you go um <laughs> so <clears throat> another question with a quote Mind you, I just went to this African-American History Museum and I grabbed all of the gems. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I grabbed them all. So, <laughs> um, so uh, there was a display about this blacksmith uh, named Philip Simmons. Mm-hmm. And this quote was striking. He said, my instrument, is an, my instrument is an anvil. That anvil fed me when I was hungry. Mm. That anvil clothed me when I was naked. Mm. That anvil put shoes on my feet. So, you do, like, so many things, and you're so good at, like, so many things. Yeah. Like, what would you say is your instrument? So, that's what I've been struggling with recently. Because I I feel like I do so much, and I don't think I can say that I'm good in any one specific thing. Okay. Jack Paul Trades Master of None. Exactly. I I would deal with that a lot, too. Because I feel like I've been dancing for so long, and yet if I were to audition for So You Can Dance tomorrow, I don't think I would move on. You know what I'm saying? Um... I feel like, this is going to sound so hippy-dippy, I feel like my instrument is my soul. Like, I feel (gasps) like... Oh my god, I'm going to light incense right now. (laughs) Right, like light the sage. Just because I feel like all of the things that I feel in my heart, in my body, like they come from some place. And there could be a physical instrument, but I don't know what that is yet. It I is within like, me, and can I, I have yet to. to you? Absolutely. I feel like your instrument is storytelling because whether it's through a dance, mm-hmm. you're telling a story. Whether it's through your YouTube yeah. channel, you're telling a story. You narrate like, through different mediums. Yeah. I think okay. Like, I feel like that could be okay. it. No, don't let me like you know tell you what you finna do with your life. <laughs> yeah. No, I can jive with that. I really, I really like you're that so cute. concept. Jive. With jive. That. Wow. You're funny. Thank you. Oh wait, we didn't talk about our friendship. Our little relationship that we built. Yeah. Hi, friends. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't even remember when I first met you. I don't either. I I'm had really no idea. Dying. I was ready I for the like origin it was through, story. I, think it, I feel like it was through Randy. No. I don't think it was. It was at Seamark. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying hi to people. Definitely was. And you're from Maryland, so I was like, mm-hmm. hey, girl, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely what it was. So there's this um, academic resource center at our school called Seamark, and I work the desk there, and I never met Arnell before. I, I really don't know how we met, but we clicked instantly, mm-hmm. and I feel like any time I was ha- struggling with something, whether it was, like, dynamics with friends or, like, with school, I could always come to you and you'd be like, here's some light, <laughs> you know? And I was just like, ah, 
<laughs> My little sister. Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. That was cute. That's a moment. Perfect. <laughs> I feel all special and like warm inside. All special. Okay. Did you still want to do directors and filmmakers? That could be 20 minutes though. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, directors that have had an impression on you, directors, filmmakers. Uh-huh. And like the favorite, like what about their work, like is striking to you, whether it's like colors, mm-hmm. the angles that they use, mm-hmm. you know. I would say, so growing up um, around a lot of like superhero films, mm. the ones that stuck out to me the most were, was the Dark Knight trilogy, mm. which was directed by Christopher Nolan, who also did Inception, which is my favorite film. Mm. Um, and I was so attached to his work because he could take something as complex but also as ridiculous as Batman mm-hmm. and, like, make it feel genuinely real. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like Bruce Wayne could be my neighbor living in Potomac. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think he uses very simple devices. Like, there are a lot of shots that he does in The Dark Knight where they're, like, very wide mm-hmm. and, like, it sort of... It creates this illusion that, like, the character is um, just one speck in this, like, very large universe that we can't even understand, like, through a simple shot. Mm -hmm. So, I love Chris Nolan for that. Um, his color grading needs to get a little better. Oh, Because it's all, it's all really gray, Uh really dull, really sad. (laughs) Um, but I love his camera work. Um, it just feels really organic, very natural. Um, another... Someone who I called, like, my favorite director for a few years was Steven Soderbergh, who did Ocean's 11, 12, 13, and Magic Mike, which is, like, a random (laughs) thrown in there. Um, And he's just really funny. He knows how to, like, add um, comedy in dramatic situations or, like, drama in comedic situations. So I like how he plays with that. But then, a little old Moonlight came out, and I was like... Who is so, this? So Everyone's wig off. It was so wow. good. So, so, Where's so my good. Wig? Where's my wig? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Barry Jenkins, shout out to you. If you ever listen to this episode, I've mentioned you and on Twitter so many times. Um, Hello. Can't yeah. wait to work with you, Lincoln Bill. Actually, right. <laughs> actually, so, so excited um, to work with you. If you're listening, I truly admire you as a person. Oh, get out. If Barry Jenkins <laughs> was listening to our podcast, Can I would you die. Imagine? I feel like that's a reality. Like, let's speak it. Honestly, yeah, let's speak he life. definitely let's speak is listening to this and then he'll be like, oh my God, Ava, check this out. Right. Ryan right. Coogler, wow. check this out. Hey, boo. Yeah. So, hey, Barry Jenkins, here, Ava like... DuVernay, Ryan Coogler, uh-huh. love all three of them because they're basically just like normal people creating films that are geared towards us and I love them for that. I love Moonlight's colors. Arnell and I had a whole exchange. We just died over it. The blues, the purples, and even the greens. The greens contrasting with the orange. Yeah. My favorite scene is, well, even though it's really sad, is when the mom steps out and she's like yelling at him. Yes. But she's surrounded, like she's wearing an orange shirt. Mm -hmm. There's like a pink light coming off. Mm -hmm. She's coming from a room that has green in it and it's just all these colors contrasting. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Visual. Yeah. Orgasm. Literally. literally. It's 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 a beaut. What a beaut. Have you ever gotten into into animated film? Not as aggressively as Mm. I want to. Like I I got a list from one of my friends who did the score for my short film. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like giving me all of her favorite uh, animes and things. But obviously Miyazaki because he's brilliant. He did like, he did, other than Spirited Away, he did another one like recently that I still haven't seen. Mm. But Spirited Away... I was sobbing. I've seen that movie twice and both times I've sobbed because you're just going on this journey with this girl (laughs) and she's like going through random stupid stuff like that you would never even imagine. I think that's what I'm really drawn to. Like directors who are able to take the most outlandish of of ideas and make it seem so real Mm -hmm. because I just think that's that's a gift. Truly a gift. So that's why I'm most excited for Black Panther and A Wrinkle in Time. Okay. Hello. Um, on to the fun questions. Yes. Although all these questions have been an enjoyable time enjoyable. for me. Enjoyable. Okay, so let's start it off real real um simple. What's your favorite snack to eat while you're watching TV or movies? Um, 
I'm going to sound like a health nut, but I love almonds. Okay. I love them so (laughs) much. Beautiful. Um, They're my favorite, but I also love Orville Redenbacher's kettle corn and some hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. (laughs) Honestly, hot Cheetos. Have you had um, hot Cheeto popcorn? No. Oh my God. I was just going to say, it'd be really good to like mix it together. Yeah, no. The way hot Cheeto popcorn like melts in your mouth. What? Oh my. Do you heat it up? No, no, no. Okay, it's packaged. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it's good. good. (sighs) I'm not healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's like, Kind of like a pop, maybe it's like puffs. Uh-huh. These hot Cheeto puffs. Oh my god. Yeah. They're delicious. Hot Cheetos. Y'all be doing it. Let's do a movie night and then have snacks. Hashtag yeah. sponsor. Well, actually, we could just bring in Youth Etc. Yes, with Youth Etc. Because they are doing um, their DC based film. They do TV, like awesome. a web series. Mm-hmm. I'll link you. Yeah. And then you can listen to the episode too. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was we'll like link two episodes ago. What? Yeah. Oh, we'll definitely. <laughs> How did I miss this? Link, 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 link. Um. Your question. My question. All right. So it's it's gonna get a little serious, but it's gonna be a little funny too. Yeah. So you know things are getting a little wild with Forty Five's administration. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know when we all have to pack up and mm-hmm. move to space. Mm-hmm. We're going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. times powerful when they have the they have <laughs> rest your waves rest oh them Jesus okay question okay, yeah, let's question <laughs> wow what oh my gosh this episode is golden um, so you know we all gonna have to escape to space I'm mm-hmm. um, on our magic um, spaceship um, what would you bring with you so you have five items yes one book a written piece mm-hmm. one album mm-hmm. or or playlist yeah yeah one film, and like two miscellaneous items, like if you want to throw in another film, or you want to... Yeah. Or like maybe some matches. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. It's like, space, though, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so for the book, I'd probably take, which is something I'm reading right now, um, Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes, mm-hmm. because I feel like it's never going to get old. It's constant. So it's about like Shonda's journey, essentially, to like learning to accept her own blessings Mm. like had she not done this year of yes she wouldn't have been on jimmy kimmel the first time so i think um that it'll help remind me to not block my own blessings Mm. um an album or playlist or playlist if i had to choose an album it would definitely be the miseducation of lauren hill wow because that gives me all of the childhood memories right um but if it had to be a playlist it would be this playlist that I created that has 114 songs <laughs> um, called For the Creative Juices um, it, it features Haidas Coyote yeah. SZA yeah. Sampha Kei Chinata um, Lauren Hill yeah so I would choose those two one film oh my gosh oh god I know I don't Sorry. know Inception is my favorite but I think I'm kind of done with it for now okay Put it on the shelf. Yeah. Maybe I would take Creed, because I think Creed is kind of an underrated film. Like, okay. it was really good. Like, really, really good. And that soundtrack was popping, too. It was. I watched the movie. I would listen to the oh. soundtrack, though. See, now that you said soundtrack, that makes me think straight out of Compton. Oh. Because that movie was truly okay. slept on. Like, it had enough buzz, but it didn't have enough yeah. buzz. Um, so maybe one of those two. Okay. And then two miscellaneous items. Um, my camera... Yes. Because take space pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then probably this maybe sounds so corny, but I have a stuffed animal. His name is Bob. He's Aww. a bobcat. He's like my favorite. Yeah. yeah. So I'd bring him. That's beautiful. You gonna die, but you know you gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a single. Well, you can't set a fire. I don't know, it's based on... It anyway. depends on, like, the planet, I guess, we're going yeah. to, like... Yeah. If we're on Venus, it's going to be hot anyways. Mm. So, you know. Take me to Neptune. Anywho. Neptune. 
So you prepared a little playlist. I did. Can you get into that and tell us? Yeah, absolutely. So these songs are coming from my For the Creative Juices playlist. Uh Um, It's the entire playlist is one that I've loved listening to um, this summer. Like if I'm preparing to go out, then I'll listen to like, like more bumps. Yeah, more hype music. Mm. But this is like my eternal mood playlist. (laughs) Um, So I'd have to pick. The first one would be um, Breathing Underwater by Hiatus Coyote. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Then we get to Scissors Control for my, oh. for my Scorpio girl, you know. <laughs> um, I have to do Broken Clocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I'm just going to go through like each of the albums that I have here. Then I would do, oh my gosh, this guy named Jamie Isaac did a cover of Alicia Keys' Unthinkable, oh. and it is it's really good. beautiful. I'm going to play it I after this. Okay. So good. So there's that. That's number three. Then my best friend, Gilly, her brother is in a jazz funk band Ooh. called Busty and the Bass. They just opened for Anderson Pack at the Montreal Jazz Festival. I'm so serious. They're coming to Pittsburgh in December. Unfortunately, okay, so it's 21 plus, but she said she's going to pull strings to see if I can it's get it, because by the time I'll be 20... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the child. No, yeah. They're so good. Oh my god, they're amazing. So from them, I would choose the song Miss Judge. Mm-hmm. So that's the fourth. Then Salon, just seat at the table. I would yes. probably choose, I don't know. It's so I'm hard to, to be a little a favorite from her. I think I'm gonna do Don't Touch My Hair because okay. when I was when I took my hair out of weave recently, I like my curls came back and I literally audibly said, I love my hair. And I was Aww. I think that was like the most beautiful experience I've just ever had. Chill. Literally, That's I was like, oh my god, I love my hair. So I think I would choose that. Mm-hmm. That's number five. Um, from, what's the next album here? From The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, I would choose, uh, I don't know, Doo-Wop is a classic, but I think I'm going to do Every Ghetto, Every City. Okay. Yes. Every Ghetto. Yes. Yay. Um, so that's number six. Then from Samfa's Process, mm. I would choose, oh my God, Reverse mm. Faults. Yeah. Love that song. So good. <laughs> then from... Kate Trinata's 99.9%. I would probably choose Glowed Up. Such a pack. So that was my joint last year. Fact same. When I got ready, I was like, Glowed Up. So good. Then, um, so is that number seven? So I need three more, right? Okay, so then I'm going to just throw in more scissor tracks. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'll go over to um, my hype playlist. I would do. the song Finders Keepers by Mabel. She's mm. a like an indie British artist. Okay. Um, and her mom is Nene Cherry, who's apparently like super popular because my dad Word. knows who she is. She was like popular in the 80s or 90s. Mm. Um, and then I would choose for a little like wild card, I would do Rose Colored Boy by Paramore off their new album After Aww. Laughter. Honestly, it's a yeah. Paramore raised me, like got me through middle school. Yes. Wow. And, and a bit of high school. Mm-hmm. A that bit of makes. high school. Yeah. But they've changed so much and they're, ooh, After Laughter is like a genuine like alternative rock take on depression mm. because like it takes you through the journey of like, like I just think the idea that calling the album After Laughter is like that feeling after you finish laughing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, and you're like sunken back and you're like. Oh, oh God. Speaking of sunken, what? How did I not talk about Get Out? Get like, out. I'm such an idiot. Yeah. I love that movie. My mom, she's like not really a movie person, but she saw it finally like a few weeks ago and she mm. could not stop talking about it. And no, I was like, amazing. I was like, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take, be able to get my mom in to see a film that I love. Anyway, okay. Aww. So, and then if I had to do two more tracks, I would choose Loyalty by Kendrick. Loyalty. And of course, Loyalty. some Wow, Wow, Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yes. And then you went to the Every time she says that, I look like, I want to be a Yeah. Because that would be my playlist. Oh my That's gosh. a beautiful playlist. Gorgeous. So, Marina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you thank for you, having thank me. We're in love with you. Oh, oh wait. Guys. Before we go, things that you want to plug. 
Oh, yes. okay. Plug yeah. all the Plug things. things. Um, so I have a YouTube channel, Sabrina Clark on YouTube. If you want to find, like, if you want to see all the funny bloopers from today's recording, they will be on my channel around the same time that this comes out, so you can just... Hop on over. Yeah, just, you know, click Turn off your ad block. You know, click a link. <laughs> click a link. <laughs> click a link. Um, and... Like and subscribe. Else? Like and subscribe. Hit the little bell. <laughs> Hit the little bell beside the subscribe button so you're notified every time I upload. Um, what other things do I do that I should plug? Do you have, like, a, like a website anywhere, like, we can access your films? Well, the people. We have access. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Usually, I'll, I'll just, like, release them on my YouTube channel. So, genuinely, okay, yeah. Everything that you need to know about, like, my artsy side will mm. be on my YouTube channel. Like, everything is there. Perfect. Um, all of my social media are at Sabster Clark. That's at S-A-B-S-T-E-R-C-L-A-R-K-E. Lovely. Ooh. And you have a bunch of vlogs from um, I do. your time in Cannes, so... I do. I have... Um, so when we were in Cannes, we did a cute little, like, day trip to Monaco in Italy. So mm -hmm. I did, like, a... I really am proud of that little mm -hmm. vlog travel diary. It was really cute. Thank yeah, you. I like the way it was shot. And then I set up... I did, um, like, a Cannes breakdown. So if you want me to, like... If you want to hear a more coherent version <laughs> of my trip, you can watch that, because I did, like, little clips of things that I talked to you through them. And then I went to Pittsburgh this past weekend... And did tra a travel diary there. It's pretty short, but I like how I did it. So, yay! Check her out. Yay. We'll have links to everything in the description. Yes, um, yes, yes. And you know, interact with us on Twitter for more details. Yeah. Also, if you made it to the end, comment on our SoundCloud, and you know, say like, "Hey, you made it to the end," or you can tweet us and tell us your favorite thing from this episode. And tweet Serena. Yeah. All right. Thank y'all so much for listening. Have a good. Whenever you're listening to this, yeah. be ha well. Have a good one. Bless. Be blessed. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Bye. Bye. Bye.